So load up that uh, airtime. You want to listen to this conversation uh, because uh, the man, once he starts talking, I'll keep quiet because uh, he talks. He talks. He's my brother. Uh, he's Busi <laughs> Tembagoyo. He's right here in the studio. Eita? Brother Rams. Are you good? Uh, man, I'm fantastic. Always good to have you. Always eh? good to have you. But you, you don't come often, man. Yeah, man. You know, we must make you... I must get somebody to like give me lots of money to lock you in as a resident uh, coach. I don't, I don't think we need money for that. Yeah. We just need will. Just will. Eh? Just will. But also, I suppose, availability. The reality is that uh, diaries get filled up. Absolutely. Yeah, especially yours. <laughs> <laughs> you are funny. You are funny. So, book two. Yeah, book two in two years. Yeah. Um, here's the here's the interesting story. I started working on this before book one. Really? Yeah, I worked on this book for three and a half, four years. Yeah. I worked with uh, one fellow at the beginning, and that relationship didn't work. He couldn't get my language. Yes. And then I found somebody else to work with, a phenomenal guy called Gus Silva. Yeah, and, I know Gus. And we, and the chemistry hit. Yes. And the language hit, and he had the imagination and the dexterity to put the to put the story the way I wanted it put down. So we don't we're not gonna do a book review. Absolutely. But we're gonna get lessons which are already captured in the book. And I'd like to simplify it. Right. I want you to share with us top four business lessons that I hope our listeners will take from whether one or two or all of four, and hopefully tomorrow they'll say the day I implemented what Vusi told me, right. I started seeing things happen in my business. So right, let's right. talk about top four that you know have taken you to where you are. So, so, so the, the way the, you said it's not a book review, but the way the book is written is I wanted to take themes and tell my story using themes. Yeah. So I didn't follow the chronology of going Gaza, Luanga, Kula. Yes, yes, I was like, yes, yes. I was like, I'm going to discuss generally a theme about uh, personal perception. Yes. And and then I wrote stories about different times of my life yeah. and how at different times of my life I have had to have a perception of self greater than my circumstance, right? Yeah. Um, and and um, and that that allowed me then the opportunity to tell a series of stories to to buttress the same point. Yeah. Because I think, and to your point, if we are to build these things called businesses and be entrepreneurs, we we need to know that sometimes we live in the vision of the reality, not the reality itself. Yes. So you live in how you want things to be and how you see things to become. I hear you. Not actually in how things are manifest. Yes. And often, actually, the way things are manifest is contrary to what you're trying to do. But if you are not lived in the vision of it, then it's just never going to happen. Then you lost. Absolutely. I love this lesson that, well, you shared with us off air before we even started. There's no B in Tim. Yes. So, so that, uh, one of the things I think, when I Rams, you and I have a fantastic relationship. And I think one of the reasons that is, is because you know me to call it the way it is. Yeah. So South Africans have, because I suppose, not completely, but a little bit of our past, we have a specific relationship of accommodation. So, Gunalento, ah, share. Yes. Right. Yes. So, when you start building a business, also figure like, ah, man, I'm a dick. Yes. Now, what I've learned building a business that is global, scalable, and competitive is that there is no B in team. And what that means is when you have a series of principles that you build your business by, a series of values, those are non-negotiable. Yes. It doesn't matter the person's personal circumstances. So principles, for instance, one we have in our team is be remarkable yeah. and do remarkable work. That word remarkable is a powerful word. It means when you do something, people must remark. They must say, oh. they must say, yo, wow. The wow factor. Exactly. OMG. Exa you got it. Yeah. Right? So whether you are sending an email or a proposal to a client or a business plan, or you're putting together projections or a presentation, when you're done, 
we must go Aishail. Be remarkable. Yes. But you can't be remarkable if you have a spirit of accommodation of like ah ya zo zamil. Then ukzama no. Maybe tomorrow will be better. No, 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 no. no. Yes. We we can't examine it. Right. But but don't we don't we and and I find uh, by the way I agree with you. Don't, don't we mistake that for Ubuntu. You know, so you know, uh, we're gonna we invite Vusi. He's gonna be here at seven o'clock, but he arrives at seven fifteen. And like Ubuntu, it's gonna be harsh, no Vusi. No, no, no. He, he had no, to no, deal no. with other things, and no, people no, no. do that. No, 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 no. Ubuntu, Ubuntu is not Ubuntu is not about allowing principles to be distorted. Yeah, Ubuntu is a principle, and what the way I understand it, Ubuntu is about understanding that I exist in a context greater than myself. Yeah, but Yes, right. So if I am to build this thing called a business how i express ubuntu is by employing people who would not otherwise be given opportunity it's by giving opportunity to young black women to yeah. progress in my organization it's by educating the youth in my business so that they can go faster up the the, the ladder it's about yeah. giving them exposure to clients and work they would not necessarily do but they would still have to be a player but you must be an a player yeah right so that's not a non, that's a non negotiable in fact if i push you to be an a player that is ubuntu because what you are going to do you're not going to work for me forever right? exactly that's empowerment you got it and when you move on you are you two are going to find people and you're going to help them realize what they are capable of just this is the point when we talk about being an 18 player it's simply saying you are capable of it i'm not saying reach for more than you are you are capable of doing yes. i'm saying do the best you can and people often don't do the best they can because it's just not required of them they I, do just enough I, i truly believe that the the a game should be the norm it yes. can be the exception 100% you know, I, i find that a lot of organizations especially small businesses they have made the a team the 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 exception yes. so so we we love it when it comes and goes yes. but yes. it has to be the norm to give to keep your business right it's I, got to be the norm i have to tell you something and this is probably what very few entrepreneurs will tell you yeah. it is extremely hard to keep people when you are uncompromising in your standards because people in south africa don't understand it yes they in fact they think you are unreasonable and i've written about this you have the right to be unreasonable mm. like it's your dream yes. it's your vision you know could you imagine if god said to moses lead them to the promised land and moses was like ah this is also got choose the yes you know <laughs> so you you have the right to be unreasonable and it is it is not only necessary but is in and of itself it is an expression of your capabilities By the way we live on Facebook Metro FM talk with Ryan Sevusi Tembagwayo right here in studio attitude adjustment club <laughs> What is that What is attitude adjustment club Ngizakhola mina umama mo bethanda ukuthi uyabona la mfana and she will show us the back of our hand yes. of her hand and it's yes. AAK yes. it's an attitude adjustment club Loko kusho ukuthi umungakulahle ekuphazame ngizakuvosa mfana Yes and and I don't need a lecture once right and you will wake up yes so i talk about the attitude adjustment club in the book because one of the things i say is i've had them and guess what i continue to have them if you are going to embark on this thing called life and you're going to take on this journey called life and you're going to find a means of self expression really expressing who you are and who you were destined to be in bilizo kshayo is a cool right and what i've learned actually is when life claps me it's not clapping me because i am less than it's reminding me to be humble because i'm an incredibly talented individual and you see we, we and we 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 as those who run businesses yes we allow 
are guys to lose humility. Yes. Once the guy has the job, yes. they forget that yes. this is a privilege uh-huh. and they forget to be humble. I make small examples. This this place I go to often and I and we have to drive through a boom gate with security. But but they can see the car from 200 meters as mm. it comes. Mm. But you still stop at the boom gate because the guy is taking his time. Mm. And, and I always say this guy one day will, hum- will be humbled when this business is over and he's got no job because 100%. he's got nothing else to, to offer. But had he been this proud guy who stands up at that boom as I come through, 100%. You know, people notice those things. Let, let me give you a, a different story. Mena in my office. Yep. It is not uncommon for me to... In fact, it happens often. Yep. I work often over the weekends. And when I get there, usually there'll be dishes in the kitchen. I wash them. Yeah. But, but, but you're the CEO. Do you understand? Yes. Like, uh, they don't care what my title is. If I, t- just today, I'm sitting in our kitchen area, our pause area, and the table where I'm eating lunch is dirty. I didn't say, go call the cleaning lady. Yes. So this thing I think about, the point you make about humility is about recognizing, actually, that there is no task that is ever beneath you. Not when you're building. Not when you build it. There's no task. You can't say, that's not my job. Yeah. You don't have the privilege of saying, that's not my job. If we often host events at our office, if there is a couch to be lifted, if I'm there, Vositemegoy is lifting the couch. Right. So you're going to run your business, you practically everything from the door to the end. You must. This is, if there is a single lesson for me that I learned from particularly Afrikaners who built these amazing, incredible businesses, yeah. admittedly off the back of slave labor that they dated to black people, but they built phenomenal enterprises. If you study the first 10 years after the Nats took power, 1948 to 1958, what you realize is the Afrikaners had an unrelenting pursuit for detail. They left no stone unturned. Nothing unturned. That's why they built businesses that they could scale, whether they were banks or franchise operations or whatever. They left no stone unturned. I'm not sure what's happening in that corner. No, no, no. He made it his business to know because it's your business, right? And you must know. So I had a chat with a group of uh, small business people in Cape Town two weeks ago. And I said to them, you don't have to be an expert in everything in your business. You're Mm. actually going to fail. Mm. However, Mm. That guy who does your books mm. is not the CFO. You're still the CFO. You, still, you, you have to have the last word. You have to know what is <laughs> happening with your books every single day. You need to know how many sales are made every single day because it's your business. <laughs> so today I have, I have a weekly catch-up session with my CFO. And yep. today I was having one of those fights with him. Yep. And the fight was about a particular line item on the, on the balance sheet and how he treated it. And I was like, the, the treatment of this is wrong. You've allocated this amount incorrectly. Right, we fought for thirty minutes about an allocation, and, and then he looks at me. Vili says to me, "But hold on, I'm the CFO." And I said, "Sure, but umuya sips your boga." Yeah, they say I am the person who's signing for this thing, and ultimately, the last when, line of defense, a hundred percent. When we have to present to our board, or I have to present to shareholders, ultimately they're going to look at me and say, "Vusi, these are your numbers. How can you say you don't know what happened here?" It's really, really important. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Is he smoking something? Is he out of his mind? Uh, join us. What have you? Your experience has been building your own business up to so far. Any questions that you may have for him? Uh, I mean, I mean, we, you know what he can give you. We don't have much time. We got another 20 minutes. Let's use it. Now, now you know, one of the things that I, uh, I always say that the, the most difficult part of business is when nothing is happening. Be- because th- there's always a gap that, that people don't understand. There's always this gap when nothing is happening. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know how I know you're an entrepreneur? Yeah. Because only real entrepreneurs know that. And there is no business school in the world that teaches you about the desert. Yes. That's what I call it. Yes. It's the de- just Agnanoto. <laughs> You can hear everything. Every single thing can, can be picked up, man. Yeah. You, can, you can pick up the night in broad daylight. 100%. That's how quiet it is. 100%. How do we survive that space in business? There's an expression I always share with the entrepreneurs whom we're invested in. I always say to them, remember that faith is action in the absence of evidence. Yes. Say it again slower. Faith is action in the absence of evidence. Mm-hmm. So when you're going through this period of desolation, this quietness, this nothingness, this emptiness, you choose to act on the basis of faith that it will go, it's going to work out. Yes. Is okay. I had it. In my very first business, I went through seven months of nothing. I slept in my office for seven months. And I went through seven months of nothing. Well, you ever had a phone? And then you phone it and you realize the phone does work. So yeah. those periods do happen. I, I often uh, tell entrepreneurs the story, whether it, it depends, of course, on your religious inclination. But if you follow the Bible, you know the story about Moses. And I, I say to people, why do you think he walked through 40 years in the desert? The reason he walked through 40 years in the desert was he needed the slaves to have their mind of slavery freed from slave conditions. He and needed it, a transition. He needed a transition. So that's what, when you, nothing is happening in your business. That's the universe saying, chief, check your mind. Well, how are you thinking? What are you doing? Where's your plan? So a lot of, because when you're moving, it's easy, right? I'm yeah. busy. I'm emailing. I'm moving. I'm in meetings. I'm sending emails. I'm doing presentations. I'm signing deals. I'm closing deals, that type of thing. When there is nothing, I am forced to really, really think about what am I doing? What am I building? Where am I going? And why? Is there no, I mean, I, I, I think the likelihood is that most of us d- tend to panic in that space, mm. tend to think when the phone is not ringing, mm. you know, when, when the mailbox is empty, mm. th- that maybe, just maybe this is a sign. Maybe mama's just sending me the sign to say this is not working. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, again, for me, so I, I am the kind of entrepreneur, admittedly, who, it, regardless of any evidence to the contrary, I will pursue what I'm doing. I'm unrelenting like that. That's my nature. Yes. Right? So for me, when there are those periods of quietness and desolation, I think the question to ask is why? Yes. Why, Gunje? Right? Often, actually, it's just about seasonality. Do you know, when you go to the Edgars, yeah. you typically go when they have a summer special. Yes. Or when it's 25% off. How many Edgars on a Wednesday in winter? And it's dead quiet. Yes. But I don't think the CEO of Edgars panics. You know, I mean, I think he's panicking now, but different issues. Admittedly, <laughs> Grant <laughs> Patterson, yes, I think he's got yes, a completely yes. different set of issues. But I don't think the CEO of Woolworths panics when it's a quiet day. Mm. Because they understand that their business has this thing called seasonality. Yes. Right? Yeah. But the only way you learn seasonality is when you go through the period of desolation, and then you go, oh, so it business at a certain time of year. Yes. It picks up at a certain time of year. So how do I manage costs? For instance, if I'm not billing any money and I'm getting any revenues, how do I manage costs? Yes. Yes. And then, and, and I also don't want to strip my costs so bare that when activity does pick up, I don't have the resources of the people to then deliver on the work that we need to do. So for me, it's about when the period of quietness comes, be still, be quiet, yeah. listen, ask, question, think. That's what you should be doing. You should not be chasing umsindo.
you should be in the period of quietness. I got two theories that I use when, when that time comes. I always say one, uh, and by the way, I believe in that seasonality, but I always say, you know, especially in business, there are times when sometimes it's just about luck. So it's just going to happen <laughs> because somebody uh, in, in this organization that you've been chasing and has not been feeling you yes. just yes. left. A hundred percent. And the new guy comes in and, and, that's, it, and that's it. Do you know how many times that's happened to me? <laughs> it just happened. The, the second part is if it were easy, then all of us would be doing 100%. it. hundred percent. So it's just to remind you that this is this is not for sissies. hundred percent. I always say that when these things happen, it's like, remember, yeah, everybody yeah. would be doing it if it was too easy. It goes back to your point about humility, Werrams, because you know the thing about succeeding is there is a point of success where you think it's you. Yeah. And that's so dangerous. There is a point of success where you go, gatle, gatle, mina, I'm fantastic. Yes. Nyejamin, right? And you forget that there is a time for everybody. There was a time when TKZ was the biggest band ever. There was a time when Mango Groove was the biggest band yeah. ever. There was a time when Fresh to Ground was the biggest band ever. But they all had their time. Yes. So what I think those periods of quietness teach you is at any time at any time don't take it for granted and and it's sometimes it's very subjective you don't know you have no control over this thing you, you don't know why it went quiet 100%. it just happens it's, it's arbitrary that's right Njabulo in Devon good yeah. evening and thank you for holding thank you very much hi Ninjan um, so, um, you know, my question uh, to Uvos, he just mentioned something about, um, you know, him handling whatever that he needs to. Should there be nobody to do that? Like, she would okay, this is not my job. I'm, I'm going to delegate. Like, I'm going to get somebody. Um, you know, there's something that I've heard uh, or I've seen um, we, we, we video Tizane on YouTube, and it said something about making sure that you do not do lem sebenzile emncane ezothathisikhathi sakho instead you should be getting somebody to do lem sebenzile so that you can focus your energies and your time in something much much greater and something much more important so like ngeke singami ngifuna ukuzwa kuyena ukuthi what is his take on that i understand ukuthi ukuthi you know um akubi nezinto zothi no angikwenze lo ke understand maybe if isimos phoqa kwenze but in terms of you know like uh, somebody who is running a small business and they do they handling um the own marketing they handling mm. the um mm. uh, finances everything bafuna ukwenza everything mm. on and mm. yet they still mm. have to you know come up with ideas on how do i grow this baby how mm. how do i you know expand yeah. how do mm. i diversify yeah yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. jobs we're going to ask you to listen on the radio thank you for the call it's a great question. Yeah. So, Njabula, ph- phenomenal, phenomenal question. First thing to say is I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. Yeah. So, I, I, I've, I've said this before. Mina, I only know how to build businesses. And I know how to build businesses from person one. Yeah. You know when you are the only one on the payroll. Yeah. So, when he's talking about people who do marketing and HR, I've done that. Yeah. I've been the person who does marketing, HR, finance. And then what you do is you have times in the, in the week. So, Monday's admin day, Tuesday's yeah. sales day. Yeah. So, I've done all of that too. But when you begin to scale, you then know what jobs and tasks need performing and you fill those jobs and tasks with people. Mm-hmm. There are two types of entrepreneurs, uh, Werams. There are what we call lifestyle entrepreneurs, yeah. right? Those are typically the kind of people Unjabul is talking about. Balfuni business level just so that they can live. Yes. So they're happy to perform every function. Yes. That's not me. I'm a growth entrepreneur. So I know that at some point I'm going to have to get people in the place to do the job. However, and this is a final note, 
There is nothing more powerful than when you hire somebody to do a job and you know what it takes to do it. Tinasakula umamu betando guti spolishi katul. And then on weekends, ubes freifisa pants. So guess what happens today when I get a cleaner? She doesn't fray for pants properly. You, you can tell. 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 You can So when I come back and my ironing lady hasn't ironed it properly, I don't ask from a point of theory. Yes. I go, no, man. You can actually demonstrate. I can demonstrate yes. to say this is how this thing is done. Follow the, follow the rise of Facebook. You know, Mark Zuckerberg performed all of the fiduciary functions in that business before he scaled it. Mm. All entrepreneurs, even Jack Ma with Alibaba, he followed all of the fiduciary functions before he scaled it. So when I'm saying you, there is no task beneath you, I'm saying when you start, be humble to the process. Be humble actually to the fact that you might just have to do that job and that's okay. Tulani in the Glen. To answer all these questions, I think as pathfinders in, in business, uh, we need such knowledge. So thank you for that. Mm, thank you. Okay, then I've got two questions. Uh, I'm an MD of a sales and marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I own a company called Tulani Solutions. Mm. And I've, I've, I'm facing two challenges. Number one is how do I create agency with uh, agency within my team or within my staff without seeming like I'm too hard on my staff. So, in other words, maybe to unpack it a little bit bit is because I see that we don't have time and I then put, for example, to say, it can't be that perhaps if uh, in the building stage, as you mentioned it, that if you're a lunch hour if you want to come back at five past or ten past one when you're supposed to be at one. Because if we lose that ten minutes, this is what that ten minutes means. Yes, mm. and, yes. In mm. yes, 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 mm. yes, yes. So, so, so how do I create agency? Because now it's almost like I'm, om- I'm very hard. Okay, because I don't, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I think, I think we got it, Tulane. Also, please listen okay. on the radio. Thank you, mate. So Tulane is asking a question which he shouldn't be asking. Yeah. And the question he's asking is, how do I make sure my staff give me permission to build my business? Yes. The answer is you're, not, uh, you're asking permission from people who, don't, who can't give it to you. Exactly. So you must actually be the person that says to your staff, this is where we are going. These are the kind of behaviors it's going to take to get there. And then the most important, and here's how I am demonstrating it. Yes. So many office in Lyman Rams, you know, because you've been. Yeah. I have a yoga mat on the floor. People ask me, why is there yoga mat on the floor? Because Yes. Right. And so people say to me, but how tired do you get? Well, I get this tired because I'm working 16, 17 hours a day. Yes. So what I'm saying to my team, I need it done. It's not anything less or more than what I myself would do. Yes. When you lead by example, it's much easier to put people, to have people around you who will get you there. Then the second thing I want to say to him is this. Don't. Don't, don't try kiss frogs and turn them into princes. When it, you have it never those, happens. It never happens. Yeah. When you have those people in your business and you've brought them in and they don't fit the culture, either you're going to change the culture or you're going to change the people. I have a theory and, right. I, and I've used it and I want to test it with you. I've always said that I blackmail people who work for me. <laughs> I reward them so much 
that when I demand from them, they feel like they owe me. So I start with big rewards and then I demand in return. <laughs> Work horses. <laughs> I'm going to try that. I like it. I like it. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Bright in the val. Hi, good morning. I mean, good, good evening. I know it's in the um, valley. Good morning, mate. Yes. <laughs> yes, no, I do have a quick one. Um, Ruthie has already answered the growth part. But my story is that I'm a, I'm a graduate, a graduate accounting in accounting, and I never worked because of employment. So mm. I opened my own accounting practice. Mm. Now, you already answered the growth part of the question. Right. Ah, Pride, 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 Pride. Okay, maybe Pride comes back to us. Now, now, Vusi, now, Vusi. Uh, it gets tough. You yes. know, you lose clients, yes. things go wrong, people yes. underperform in your business. Yes. But there's still this one client, it's probably not your biggest. Yes. And, and during those times, it's probably when that client is expecting the best of you. Yes. How do you lift yourself up oh, when man. times are tough? Ah, uh, no. You know, Rams, let, let me tell you, this probably is, I've, I can't remember the last time I enjoyed an interview this much, and that's a credit to you. And I'll tell you why. Because people theorize this thing called entrepreneurship. Yep. And until you've walked it, my friend, you can't ask a question that is so insightful. So I'll give you, I'll give you a personal story. When I'm 17 years old. I've just won the world championship in public speaking. I come back. And I'm invited to meet Tutat. Yeah. And we didn't have a car at home. So I'm going to give my takes and go meet Tutat. Four taxis. Here's this world champion. There's this world champion. Yes. You know, I mean, front page so wet. Tavoli Shilo's written about me. But you're So here I go. I'm on my way to meeting with Dad, and I, I get I and and I leave early. My mom, my mom always had a thing about keeping time, so I leave early. It took four taxis: Watville to Benoni Station, Benoni Station to Lakeside Mall, Lakeside Mall to jo- to Joburg Town, Joburg Town to Houghton. Then I still walk seven kilometers to get to Nelson Mandela's office. I get there on time. I meet to do to the lady who was yeah. working at reception. Yeah. has nothing to do with qualifications. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, you know, Zelda comes to meet me. And utu to give him fun and ushiswe So I go to the bathroom. I polish up my shoes because I've been walking a bit yes. on sand. Any person who's ever walked in that pavement of South Africa knows what I'm talking about. Yes. So, I freshen up a bit. When I met Udada, immediately after, he, he was meeting with Khalima Yeah. And I, I would say with humility that I don't think he knew that Khalima and I came by a different mode of transport. Because when you are in your struggle... The struggle is a preparation for your place, mm. for your throne. If you complain about the struggle, you can't be fit to take over the throne. Yabon. 100%. So it's very important. Now you ask the question, how do you lift yourself up? Well, I tell you what you do. You wake up in the morning nice and early. Yeah. You prepare a cup of tea. You put on your best suit. You get to work on time like that phone is about to ring and like you have meetings happening. Because when you put it into the world, by God, it'll come back. You can never ever wear your problems on their sleeves. I'm going to say one last thing on this. I have had the privilege of keeping company with some of the most influential people on earth, arguably some of the most phenomenal business leaders. And I realized something. 
we're all fighting different devils. We're all in hell, just fighting different devils. So when I go to CEO of listed company X and I want to complain, does he know what I'm dealing with? Do you understand? I got these shareholders who exactly. are looking at me and say, where's that 240 million so that you said you going to make? So when you in, you've got to be the brought of freshness, of freedom, of a spirited mind that says this thing is possible and I'm doing it. And when you walk in with that positive attitude, life is amazing. It'll reward you with that positive attitude. Let's take one last call. Nati, uh, good evening. Hi, good evening, sir. How are you? We good. Sound more excited, man. Okay, yeah. Well, um, I just have uh, um something to say, maybe to Bravos, and thank you so much to Edimon Metro FM today. Mm. I think maybe he will give me a confidence and something that I will carry for this year. Okay, well, here's my situation. Um, I'm working for this. Um, I was working. Okay, I'm currently working for this company for the past three years, which I'm not going to mention any name of any company. So for the past three years, I've been working for this company, and I always have this thing in me to say, one day I want to have my own travel agent since I'm a professional travel agent. Mm. So it came to the point where uh, after working the company for a year, then I registered my company, and I got the right system on how to operate the travel agent. Let's mm. say I want to book a flight or mm. I want to mm. book cars mm. or whatever mm. or hotels. Yeah, yeah. I bought that system in place while I was working for the company. Yeah. And when the time goes on, well, I continue with my career with the company each and every time when I get my salary, I'll invest into my company. Mm -hmm. Up until it got to the point whereby um, I end up getting my own website, um, getting my own office while I'm working for the same company. The challenge was that for me not to operate my company is that it was a conflict of interest. Mm. So my excitement was with the company, was with a travel agency. So not that I was not happy with the company, but I have more excitement to the travel agency itself. So after compiling everything, having the the system to operate the, the, the company, mm. and having the website on hand and having the office, so I saw that, okay, I know this thing, I can't run it while I'm working for this company. The better way for me is to quit is to resign and start this venture of mine and see where it takes me. Hmm. So I've been receiving some of the people who tell me that you are taking a risk of your life. Nati, I, ne I need us to get to the point, mate. We don't have more okay. time. Okay, what I'm saying is that I just need to hear from Bravusi that um, for what I did, like maybe hmm. if you can just have a say on this, that okay, maybe it was the right decision because of one, two, three, because... I cannot run my agents while I'm working for this company with the conflict of interest. Mm. But, well, I have all the tools that I need to operate my company. Hey, listen on the radio, Nati. Uh, well, Nati is asking you to validate it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Look, I mean, I don't want to be that presumptuous. I think Unati must go through the journey that, that his own life has ahead of him. Mm. And life is a beautiful thing because it is manifest every day. It unfolds every day. And in the, in the unfolding of it, it has a poetry. Let me just say this very quickly to Unati. There has never been any such thing as part-time excellence. 
It doesn't exist. Yeah. Study all the people who have re- reached levels of excellence, whether you look at um, Muhammad Ali, Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams, any person who reaches a level of excellence, they all have one thing in common, mm. 110% dedication to this thing that you're doing. Yeah. And I think you owe it to yourself. And this is true too to the people who are listening. Do you know there are more people listening to this who say, I have an idea. Oh, all of them. Yeah, bon. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, you know, there's, there's no company listed on the JSE called ID. Ideas Inc. It doesn't exist, <laughs> yes. right? So, so when you are in that place, you owe it to yourself to test you, to test your res- your resolve, to test your belief, and most importantly, to test your capabilities. So, it is about taking the step and taking the big leap of faith, because there is no such thing as excellence from part-time results. I'm going to conclude this conversation with a quote from a guy you may or may not have met. I've learned the truth about the world, mm. that it isn't as round as a tennis ball, <laughs> and it isn't shaped like itself. It is shaped the way we shape it, according to the way we see it, the way we mold it to our ambitions and our destiny. I know the color of who I am. I'm a black man running my life for my freedom, for opportunity born from struggle, possibility born from sacrifice. And I'm running too for my father, for who never became what he hoped to be and who never got to see what his children would one day become. His name is Vusi Tembagwayo, and he's been our guest on this show. I'm humbled, my brother. Thank you so much. We love your work. You shall return. No, You promise. You shall return. You shall return.